When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rotunda just outside the Horseshoe, as Tim calls it, the Portico. I haven't still, still haven't figured that one out, but we're here uh, on the campus of Ohio State University. And uh, Tim, it is a perfect fall morning. Uh, leaves are falling in front of us. Dude, so you might a leaf see some of just fell past your face before we came on the air. Here. I know. It's, it's crazy. It's the third week in October, and it means the third Saturday in October. It's usually about the best college football weekend of the year. Yes. Good news for us is, Tim, that uh, we can kind of just sit around and uh, watch it all because Ohio State is on an off week, an idle week, a bye week. We've already been over that a few different times on this this here program, the Letterman Road YouTube channel, the yeah. off week. Uh, that doesn't mean the Buckeyes aren't hard at work uh, here about a mile from here, Tim, in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Um, a lot to accomplish during this off week. A lot of training room sessions. A lot of, you know, keep that nutrition going. Keep the practice schedule mildly the same without working these guys too much. But also, you know, making sure they're getting healthy and, and really focusing on some skill sets that they need to to uh, master or hone in on before the six-game stretch run. Um, as you look at, let's start offensively, Tim. If there's one side of the ball Ohio State needs, if they're – not one side of the ball. If there's one area Ohio State needs to focus on and improve on that offense, where can it get better in your eyes? Getting a couple of guys healthy. I mean, that health is what it might. I mean, when you're leading the nation in scoring and you're number two in total offense going into your off week, uh, you've got things clicking. But it is stunning, really, when, to think about that this offense can be better, perhaps much better. Mm -hmm. uh, the, obviously, in football, as long as I've been covering it, but definitely modern football, a pair and a spare aspect at running back is a real thing because guys, you know, just you just get whacked so hard sometimes in this game. And we've seen them play without Travion Henderson. We've seen them play without Mayan Williams. And uh, the good thing was, the good thing, the good news is Ohio State has both of them. So one has been able to take up the slack when the other was missing. But the real emergence this year, uh, one of the great emerging players on this team is Dallin Hayden, the freshman running back from Memphis. Uh, he has been uh, basically a godsend for them. The way he is, uh, the way he accelerated his development once it, once he arrived in June, he was a late arriving guy. So basically, it's mainly getting guys healthy, but especially in that running back room, and then of course the best wide receiver in the country, probably Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, if they can get him back on the beam, he came, he started the first game against Notre Dame, got hurt, pulled a hamstring or strained a hamstring, tried to come back against Toledo. It didn't work, uh, probably set him back quite a bit. Uh, this off week, we might finally see, after this off week, we, we might finally see Jackson Smith and Jigba at 100% ready to rock and roll against Iowa. But, you know, that's more of a keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I think that you, you hit the nail on the head there with the health. And in my opinion, this offense has already shown, and I know you believe this too, it can move the ball through the air 
without Jackson <laughs> Smith and Jigba. No problems, no worries, no questions. You know, Emeka Ibuka has emerged. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. has truly emerged. It's not just a one-game sample size. We didn't doubt that he could do it for, no. a long, for a long period of time, but you still have to see it. And, to, you know, to do it in the Rose Bowl on that stage was one thing, you know, one-game sample size. Now you've got a seven-game body of work to showcase that, yeah, this is, this is a guy who can just get it done. So all that's to say, Tim, they can get things done through the air without Jackson Smith and Jigby. It's going to be incredible to see him come back and see how they they work him back into this offense and and you know ship those plays to him from Emeka Ibuka to Jackson Smith and Jigba and are able to use Emeka in new ways that they maybe weren't able to use him in. But I think this offense can improve Tim the most in getting those running backs back to back to full health. And I think these two weeks between Michigan State and Iowa are absolutely crucial in getting those two guys ready for a six-game brutal gauntlet. Yeah. You're playing a very, very physical Iowa team. You turn around and play a traditionally physical unit at Penn State. Then you come back home just for a few days, and then you go on the road to Northwestern, who is really bad. They are really bad. But if you if you say anything about Northwestern, that's a physical bunch. Yeah. Then you've also got the Michigan game coming up. Maryland looks like a little bit more of a physical team. And then the Big Ten Championship game against no matter who you play, it's going to be a physical defensive football team. That's who the Big Ten plays. That's seven games in seven weeks. I think four of the seven qualify as – five of the seven even qualify as physical matchups for these running backs. If Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams are healthy, both of them together, it completely changes the complexion of this offense and the dynamics of this offense. It's not just, you know, one right. bell cow. It's two guys. That's why I brought that up. Yeah, it's two the guys other guy, who the, keep punching the, you. The other guy who needs to get healthy, Matt Jones, for example, right guard. Uh, but that that leads back to another uh, fellow who has emerged. Enoch Vimahi yeah. has played a boy in spot duty. He's played extremely well as Justin Fry delineated earlier this week, uh, the offensive line coach. So all those guys up front, you know, I'm sure are welcoming this week, this week off, and about off, I mean, you know, they're not playing a game. They're not having to like push the button and go big time, full, full throttle. Uh, they will be having practices, obviously, during this week, uh, but they'll taper off at the end. But yeah, bottom line is health is the health is the number one way this offense can get better. Now, defensively, we oh. we know they've got great transitions. Well, I know, but defensively, we know they've got to get the cornerback. It's hard to explain what this cornerback situation is like because these guys are actually playing pretty well with a few exception with a few exceptions. I'm talking about on different plays, which obviously glare or glaring to you because that's some of the few places, few times this defense has looked vulnerable. Yeah. And uh, the other team practices too, as uh, John Cooper used to say, and you know it's obvious they're going to try to attack those edges as we've talked about many times on these uh, videos. But the bottom line is you just want to get those guys a little more confident. Cam Brown, Denzel Burke, uh, even J.K. Johnson. Uh, you want to get those guys a little more confident in how they're playing uh, uh, in some of those 50-50 ball situations, some of those one-on-one situations. Jair Brown, same thing. You know, And if they're lucky enough to get Jordan Hancock back uh, sooner rather than later, yep. uh, they'll probably be okay in that realm. But otherwise, I think this defense is playing very well. My big concern on the defense right now, and the number one thing I think they need to make sure is done this week. Obviously, the cornerbacks need their reps, Tim. I think that's a good breakdown of all of that. They, they need to, to 
work on those 50-50 balls and just be in better not even better position. They're in good position. Just just be better Finish. at making the play and finishing. My, my, I'm going to keep mine really simple. My call, if he's healthy, he's the best defensive lineman in the Big Ten. <laughs> he's He might be. I think you could say he's the most impactful is a word that uh, that Jim Trussell used to use. Um, the, the key is, like you, like you just said, I mean, the other day they only, he only played seven plays at Michigan State, two and a half sacks. That's remarkable. Three and a half, really, when you when you count them up, uh, about you know plays he actually made. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, yes. Uh, but what they need out of him, they need him to be healthy. I mean, you know, they've indicated they indicate what his injury is and haven't really found out what he's dealing with. Uh, it's it's not bad enough to keep him from dressing for the games and being on the sidelines and occasionally playing. But it has been enough for him not for them not to push the gas on him. Uh, too many times of of late, so this is a godsend for him too to get maybe more healthy. But yeah. wow, that I think that defensive front's actually playing very well. I mean, exceptional maybe not because they don't have the necessarily the, the number of sacks to uh, to account for it. But teams are getting rid of the ball pretty quick most of the time against them too. But uh, but I think that front's playing is playing much better than it was a year ago. Let's put it that way, in my opinion. Yeah, the front's it's more of a factor. The front's going to be better, Tim, if Mike Hall is completely healthy because he only played seven plays. We saw what he did in a full game's impact against Notre Dame, against uh, Arkansas State. He was everywhere. Um, you know, he not only gets to the quarterback in passing situations, but he also uh, allows uh, sack lanes for Tommy Eichenberg, for Steel Chambers, for Cody Simon in, on those blitzes. He he demands that attention. He helps uh, alleviate some of the pressure of trying to get up, get off on the edge with JT Tuimolo out, Jack Sawyer, Zach Harrison, Javante Jean-Baptiste. Uh, I think he's going to be a pivotal part in helping free up the Jack position when Ohio State really dives into that, which I think you know maybe you'll see them do that against Penn State more than they have any other time because Penn State may demand that. You know, Ryan Day talks about when talent equates, but what all of that is to say, the defense is much, much better. It's not a groundbreaking statement. It's much better when the better players are on the field. It's much better when Mike Hall's on the field because he opens up so many things for everyone else and he does things himself that get to the quarterback, you know, can stop the run. So I think the biggest thing for this defense right now is making sure Mike Hall's healthy because a healthy Mike Hall means a better pass rush, which means a better secondary that can, you know, take a little bit of the load off of those guys trying to get those 50-50 balls newsflash you've got to have time to throw it down the field if you don't have time then it takes away those 50 50 balls and sometimes they become 70 30 in favor of the defense so my call is the x factor here i think if he's healthy uh in the next two weeks ohio state will be so much better positioned to take on those next six weeks yeah in my opinion the pack meal award first seven first six games goes to jt tui Molowal because he's taken on double teams a lot i mean or they're, they've aimed double teams at him a lot. I mean, he has done a he has done a pretty good job of occasionally freeing up Mike Hall to do his thing. When Mike when it's a one on one battle, Mike Hall against a guard or the center, uh, Mike Hall wins. Looks like two out of three of those. Uh, but JT Tuimolo, I'll just zero in on him, number forty four on the defense uh, this next game, and just watch how, how that guy works, how he pushes pushes the pocket uh, big time on pass plays, and I think he's very good against the run. Uh, a lot of guys are, you know, Teron Vincent finally is having that kind of year you expected out of a five-star. But uh, like like we just said, if that defensive front can make two or three or five more plays a game, just 
you know, big time negative plays, it changes everything. And, and the other thing to face, the, their first test out of the shoot coming out of the off week against Iowa, we'll get into that next week some, but Iowa has the worst offense uh, of the 130 whatever teams in FBS. It's I mean, bad. It's, it's hard to believe an offense can be that bad in this modern day, but it is. So the real test is gonna come, uh, the first real test for this uh, defensive front is probably gonna come against uh, at, at Penn State in that, in that trip. That'll, that'll be an interesting game to, with, for all kinds of reasons. Of course, Penn State's at Michigan this week. Boy, a lot of uh, dominoes are gonna be set up on the, on the board in the Big Ten East in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely, Tim, absolutely. And it's gonna be a fun week. Uh, before we get out of here, Tim, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, they've got, Ohio State's gotta get better on special teams. I don't, I don't know what's really going on here. Mecca Buka fumbles a, a punt. Uh, one punt, you know, that, but but you know there was a few different times where he's running backwards to field those things. Well, he's running that, backwards to catch them. Otherwise, the ball, you know, like the one he ran halfway, ran three quarters away across the field to catch the other day at uh, Michigan State. That was a hell of a play. I mean, he caught the ball, ends up getting in essence zero return for it, but the ball wasn't down at the three. It was down at the, you know, with him, it was down at the 10 or 11 yard line. That's a hell of a play by that guy. He's, he's muffed one punt and everybody seized on that. Like, wow, wow, this is a uh, malignancy on this on I, this team. I don't see it at all. I think he's, you know, I'm not yelling at you. I just think he's done a pretty damn good job. Kickoff coverage has occasionally slipped. Uh, they haven't let one go to the house yet. Uh, but when you kick off eight or nine times a game, Occasionally, the other team's going to get pretty good at that. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't understand where there's this super glaring problem with the special teams. Explain that I, to me. I do, Tim, because they had they found a guy last year in kick return coverage who was a weapon every time the toe met the leather. Every time a kicker lined up, they kick with their instep. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, sorry. Every time a foot met leather, yeah, and Mecca Buka had a chance to return a kick for a touchdown, every time, and. He, show, he has shown it many times that he can do that. So what does Ohio State do? They put Chip Trainum back there. Yeah, I, I like him a Chip. Roll. I like Chip. I think he's a good linebacker, because I, and I think he's going to have an impact on this roster next year at the linebacker spot when Steele and Tommy probably aren't there anymore. But he has already fumbled two kickoffs. Yeah. And the, Ohio State doesn't have the kick return team out there very often. The other day it was super windy. Score. I know. I mean, I'm not making and excuses. But... So all I'm trying to say is, if you've got a guy you know is really good at it, and you you know they said that they were experimenting with Chip back there a few weeks ago. Well, the experiment should be over. Put you know, and Ryan Day said they're, they're examining who who needs to be back there. And you know, I don't fault Emeka Ibuka for the punt return stuff, but if you're constantly you know five or six times now he's had to you know backpedal or to run backwards and field one over his shoulder. Windy days, they, man. They've got to be able to figure those things out, and it, it's nitpicking. Yes. But if the fans and the coaches, both on both sides of our spectrum here, the coaches who we we you know talk to and source, and the fans who we try to you know talk to and and give that information to, are both saying that there are some issues on special teams, I'm going to highlight those. And if they both want me to nitpick, I'll nitpick. And I think it starts with the special teams. Yeah, but, but here's my point. My point is, there are going to be mistakes made in a college football game because it's college football players. I mean, the first kickoff goes out of bounds the other day at Michigan State, I think it was. Yeah, and Michigan State gets the ball to 35-yard line. Okay, that happened. No, the rest of them did. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, if you're gonna harp on 
And I'm not saying you. I mean, I know coaches want everything to be perfect. Fans want everything to be perfect, even though their team is the number two team in the country. I understand that. Uh, uh, Chip Trainum's mishandled a couple of kickoffs. Big whoopee that is the way I look at it. I'm looking more at uh, can they get a return? That's what I'm looking at. I mean, Meke Buka has a great return this year and gets called back, obviously, because of penalty. Uh, that that was an error that bothers me more than uh, than the execution of what I call the, the most difficult job in football, which is catching punts in the wind. It's the most difficult job in college football. I think Emeka Ekbuka has done a hell of a job in that regard. Yeah, I, the only reason that I bring all this up is because we saw in 2018, I believe, you know, Demario McCall was back there for kick return for most of the year, and you saw the struggles and the issues. He would muff, he would muff them, you know, it felt, felt like once a game. I know it wasn't that, Yeah. but it was never an issue. And, you know, oh, it's not an issue. It's not an issue. Well, in the Michigan game, it was 20, I think it might have been 14 to, to 6 or 21 to 6, or something like that. And he has one go right off his chest. Michigan recovers it in, their, in the red zone yeah. and has a chance to score before the half. Now, Ohio State ended up blowing them out in that game. Yeah. And Michigan was held to a field goal. But those are the kind of situations you put yourself in when you don't address the issues against an Iowa or an Indiana and then you put those guys back there against. Yeah, Penn I'm not State saying. Michigan. I'm not so, saying. I'm not saying that that kind of thing doesn't bother you, but it's not like it's <coughs> every special teams play. There's a yeah. major gaffe. Is my point. Yeah. I mean, not even every fourth or fifth special teams play is there is a there yeah. a major gaffe. Yeah, it's something you can work on. Maybe you do go to the tried and true, the guy that can catch the ball. I mean, in modern college football, obviously, a fair catch anywhere inside the 25 yard line, you get the ball at the 25 yard line. Maybe that's that's the solution, uh, but uh, you know, I think Chip Trainum could be a very good return man. I think his best days may be ahead of him in that regard. Uh, I've seen the videos of him playing uh, running back at Arizona State. Boy, I mean, this yeah. guy, if he gets his shot, can take one to the house. So, I think you just keep working it. I mean, that's. Uh, I didn't mean to get go off a little bit, but I just don't understand. The fixation on it, I guess, is my my problem because I don't think it's as big a problem as people are making it out to be. Well, Tim, Ohio State is in the middle of a week where all it can do is nitpick and get better. We have opinions. We have different we've, opinions. We've got a little bit of nitpicking to do ourselves. Maybe we'll nitpick each other at some point, Tim. You know, maybe yeah. people would. Maybe, do you think people would want to watch that? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I'm sure they would all side with you because you're the young uh, whippersnapper and I'm the old crusty veteran. The old Wiley veteran, as I like yeah, to say. Yeah, crusty, more crusty than Wiley. <laughs> well, that that's going to do it here uh, from the horseshoe. It's a beautiful fall day outside, Tim. You might even have, oh my you might even have a tea time here coming up. But do, I do on Friday. That's for sure, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's the 40-year vet, Tim May. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you want more of this coverage like this, hit the bell down below. You can get notified every time we make one of these wonderful wonderful videos with Tim and myself and even Matt Parker, the recruiting guy behind the camera right now. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back at the Horseshoe on Friday and then in the Horseshoe next Saturday for Ohio State and Iowa. Enjoy your off week, folks. There's a lot of good college football on. We'll see you there.